WHORadio.com. A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040, WHO. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ARL Animal Connection. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. How are you doing? Just peachy. It got a bit chilly this morning. Winter, sort of, kind of. Kind of? Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. It's Iowa. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's it's Iowa. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of fun. Yeah. You know what I like about winter? What's that? Pockets. Pockets to put your hands in? You can wear jackets and put more stuff in it. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying. I try and look at a positive outlook on most things. It's an adventure. Yeah, that's how. I, when ever since I moved here, every winter I go. It's an adventure. Yes. It's like I can't change it. So right. The, and the other nice thing is, you know, I always worry about animals when it's super, super cold. Yeah. So this is good. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. that end of it. Yeah. Some of them like the cold. When's it? Actually, funny enough, cold story. Um, we had polar bears come to Australia for one of the exhibits, and being polar bears, they set the pool in the exhibit to a cooler temperature. Okay. Polar bears wouldn't go in it. Oh, really? They're from California. <laughs> Of course. Of California polar bears from the zoo there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they had to warm up the pool for them so they'd go swimming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fun. Like, Whoops. No. Yeah. Too cold. Mm, Put no. their toe in. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It was weird. But. That just shows that you kind of learn to acclimate to, yes. the, you know, what you grow up with and, you know, what's normal to you then. Yeah. Well, I looked at um, the thermometer the other day and I went, my mother would absolutely be screaming right now. It was 32. Yeah. And when it's 15 for her back home, she has got gloves and scarves and hats and everything on. Yeah. Like a full-on winter. Right. So, yeah, it's just what you're used to. <laughs> it is. It totally yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> so I just went off on my own tangent. No, no. Winter story. I, I, yeah, that's it's an interesting thing about animals. They're enough like humans that you. Yep. I mean, that's kind of what I take from that story about the polar bears is they're used to the warmer. So yep. you know. But with that, speaking of cold with animals, they too can only sustain so much. Right. You know, we can look for shelter. They figure out how to get out of the wind and everything else, but they can't put another jacket on. They can't put a pair of gloves on. Though. Right. So be mindful. And like we always say, if you see something, say something. Right. Even, you know, um, local law enforcement, animal control, even if they go out and there's nothing to worry about, at least it's done. That's right. And if you are worried, then there's a reason for it. Yep. 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 Which actually is a great segue, and I realize you don't even know these questions ahead of time, but somebody no. had actually uh, emailed in. And anytime somebody wants to call with a question, they certainly can call us at 284-1040. But you can also email during the week, and we actually get a lot of our questions submitted off of our ARL website, yep. www.arl-iowa.org, and then we pull down those questions and we talk about them here. Um and so you can do either thing, and um, and somebody had basically emailed in. They had taken a what they think is a boxer hound mix from a coworker that 
didn't want the dog anymore. Yep. And the dog's about four years old and pretty much has lived outside, you know, on a chain with the doghouse for four years. Right. So uh, the person who wrote in was, you know, happily took the dog, Good loves the them. dog, said it's super friendly, but she wants it to be an inside dog yeah. and not an outside dog, which is great. She yep. wants it with the family. She says great with the kids. Um, but the dog it seems to always kind of want to be outside. And so she's trying to f- figure out how she can make sure the dog's acclimated and happy being inside because it seems like it's used to just living outside all the time. So do you have ideas and thoughts on that behavior? I've seen it work both ways. I've seen, I know one dog that was running around Des Moines for many, many years and we thought there's no way, you know, it's going to be a process, not no way, it's going to be a process to get him acclimated to living indoors. First night laid on the sofa and went, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, the dog still needs its outside time. Okay. So start doing both. And then inside would be um, the most positive, you know, uh, maybe not feed out of a food bowl, hand feed. Make multiple feed times inside. So mm-hmm. say you feed twice a day, break that food down to four feeds per day, or if it's just on the weekend or whenever you can. Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's more food here. There's more food here. So... Making a positive change, positive acclimation to the new environment. Um, you know, don't force him into anything. Uh, give him, t- give the dog time outside uh, because there's smells and you know all the things they're used to. So it's like moving to a different country. Yeah. You know, um, I remember when I was in a different country and I saw a little English food shop. I'm not English, but. There were similar things to what I used to like, mm-hmm. you know. So that gave me a little, oh, this is nice. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, four years is a long time in a dog's mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got the people, got the lovely and warm, and we look at it and like, why? You know, some people just don't like to be housebound. Right. Um, so he'd be the same way. It will happen. It will get better and better. Yeah. Um, but still, it'll be a transition. Yeah. Yeah, and she's uh, just in the process of getting a fence put up. Wow, and these guys are doing good. That at least the dog can, when it's be outside, not be on a chain. It can wonderful. Least, yeah, yep. run around the yard. So, anyway, so um, yeah, I mean, I, I think part of the messaging to that is, and the same thing, it, it goes both ways with cats too. Yeah, I was going to say it happens to cats a it lot. It does. You know, somebody takes in an outside cat and they want it to be an inside cat, and um, one of the things that people and make mistake isn't the right terminology probably but what they do is they think okay well I'll let it out and then it'll want to come back in the problem is if you continue if it's going to be an inside cat yeah. and you start letting it outside sporadically that doesn't end the hey here's your environment and your world now so yeah. bring it inside and let's do some adjustments inside and get it comfortable inside and i'm not talking about feral cats i'm talking about house cats yeah 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 and i'm a big advocate of <clears throat> house cats should live in the house yeah um, you know, they're not experienced or equipped to live in the streets. That's right. You know, different, right. different lifestyle and more risks for them. Yeah. From anything they're not familiar with. Well, there's just so many more risks outside. Yeah. Whether it be a natural or man-made predator cars, things like that. Right. So. And, and house cats are totally different than feral cats. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, feral cats are cats maybe, you know, they, they live outside, they grow up outside, they have generations of, you know, mom and dad and grandparents 
cats that yep. were feral cats. It's in there, ingrained in them. Um, they're very smart. They're community cats. They live. They you look at a community cat and it looks completely healthy, um, that sort of thing. But you know, take it and bring it inside, and it's going to climb your walls. You know, so yeah. Difference that, between house cats and feral cats. Yeah, and I think it's more our emotion. We, you know, it's cold, and we go the poor thing, and right. let's bring it in for the feral cats. Thing is, it's a couple of years old. It knows how things work. Right. So. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, <clears throat> any of those situations, you know, you definitely can change up. Um, just because a dog did live on a chain for four years doesn't mean it can't live in the house and sleep on the couch. So, right. And wouldn't be happy doing that. So, yeah 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 so and i think yeah like you said they're not feral dogs like feral cats and community cats it's completely different right um this is a dog that people could talk to touch it's domestic you know it's integrated with right into living around humans we just have to move that environment inside yeah it'll happen <clears throat> absolutely absolutely and it's always amazing to me with some of them you know, you think maybe uh, we've had that question before. We've had, you know, people give us stories where they did that and it was, like you said, the next day it's laying on the couch <laughs> yeah, going, I'm good. To, yeah. <laughs> Do I have to go outside to potty? Exactly. Didn't you build me something inside? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you have that situation, you certainly we're happy to help as Mick just did with giving tips on how to get your uh, dog integrated to be living inside with you. So, And we can go a little bit more in depth if you give us a call at the Animal Rescue League or contact us on our website at arl-iowa.org on that too you can find out all the information about TNR Yes, um, <clears throat> fabulous fabulous program. Yeah and TNR of course is our trap neuter return program and we have um, started that in March of this year in the city of Des Moines mm -hmm. um, where t uh, trap neuter return actually became legal and so we actually have a TNR coordinator named Megan and she has been working within the city of Des Moines with a lot of people that had community cats and been taking care of community cats, cats that live outside in colonies. I was going to say, yeah, expand on community cats. Yeah, yeah. So um, these are cats that, like I, like we were talking about, you look at them and they look perfectly healthy, but they live outside and they yep. want to live outside and that's what they um that's in their genetics it's yep. you know kind of probably got a couple of houses they drop into absolutely for, a, for some food absolutely yeah they call them community cats because uh people like you said you yep. know have been putting out food for them and shelter for them and um so we have started to with that uh ask people to let us know about those colonies and then we're working with people um to bring them in to get them spayed or neutered and that of course is going to help the population it's going to yep. help the colony um and we get them spayed or neutered and we get them vaccinated and they go back out into the community and you know people keep feeding them and keep t taking care of them just not reproducing that's right so you get more and more that's right and since march we've done over 600 that's which fantastic. totally surpassed what our initial goal was to, for the first uh nine months so we're pretty yep. happy about that and we're going to keep doing it in 2020 also imagine that 600 
with six kittens and yeah. their six kittens, we're talking thousands of reproduction. Right, right. We got a long way to go. There's yeah. thousands of human That's cats out there. So, yep. if you're interested in um, reading more about our TNR program, as you said, Mick, it is on our website at www.arl-iowa.org, and we'd love to help you if you live in the city of Des Moines to uh, we can loan you traps and Megan can certainly give you tips and we can get those uh, community cats caught and spayed and neutered and brought back to your area. Is there a cost for that? uh, You know what? We ask for donations with that um, just to help us continue to do the program because there's so many cats that need it done. So some people donate and some people aren't able to and we work with all of that just to make sure we're getting these cats done. So we have to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about the questions people submitted and lots of other stuff. 140 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection. Part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Carolyn Mick on ARL Animal Connection. Do you like basketball? I love basketball. I didn't know that. Can I play basketball? No. I'm sure you could. Any athletic ability whatsoever? That's because of your injury, your knee. Oh, yeah, that's it. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I can always count on you to give me a good excuse. Just trying to help you out. What what was bringing us to basketball, though? Hoops and howls tonight. Oh, of course. I was going to say, where is that going? Where is she going? Where is that going? As you can see, folks, we plan a lot of this out. So So tonight at the uh, Wells Fargo Arena. Is that the Wells Fargo? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. From 7 to, I'm thinking, oh, I hope I got that right. 7 to 10 tonight, where you can take your dog along to the game. That's very fun. Yeah, so... Have a look online, arl-iowa.org, and in our events page, uh, we talk about it a bit, but everything that's going on with the Animal Rescue League, things we're involved with, activities, um, you can filter it down to just kids' events or training services because of all our training classes. Yep. You know, we've got everything from puppy all the way through to good manners, um, canine good citizen, Therapet training, so if you're thinking about wanting your pet to be a therapet, then you can do some little bit extra training yep. and get prepared for that because there is an evaluation process with our Therapets program. So we just want to make sure that, you know, you're happy because it's a team too. It's not just, that's right. you know, you could have a wonderful dog, but if you're not real good with people, it may not be the right program. So. <laughs> or... But part of that as well is some people like to go to the children's activities, some people like the housing facilities, you know, libraries where the kids read to the pets. And so, yeah, all that stuff is on our website, yep. on our events page. Definitely. And also what's on our events page is the fact that our Valentine Apple pre-sales are happening mm-hmm. now. And if for those of you who don't know what that is, we have for the last, I don't know, 10 years, maybe five years, six years, somewhere in there, we have sold uh apples gourmet valentine's apples so they've got caramel on them and then chocolate on them and then white chocolate on them and then sprinkled with toffee and mm-hmm. wrapped in a really cool wrapping with ribbon and a tag that basically says you know because we bought this apple and the money goes back to help homeless pets at the arl and so it's a great valentine gift for yourself um 
Well, maybe even someone else. Maybe someone else. <laughs> they're such, they're so good. If it good. makes it to them <laughs> they're before so you good. eat it. Exactly. And then we also do uh, apples for the dogs that you yes. can buy to give to your dogs that are peanut butter. Pet safe. And then sprinkled with treats. Yeah. Um, so anyway, if you're interested in purchasing any of that, uh, go online, www.arl-iowa.org, and see about ordering some of those uh, pre-sales. See, I are just eat now. all the outside, and then I'm full. I can't eat the apple. There you go. <laughs> it's so true, though. Man, those things are so good. They're huge, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, they're ginormous. So Yeah, and there will be a call-out for vol- <clears throat> our volunteers as well, because we right. a little p- bit of a production yes, absolutely. to get that done. So, But it's all a good time, too. They have yes. a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. So check that out. And the other thing that is now coming up as well, and it's amazing to me, is the Raise Your Paw auction. And that is our biggest fundraiser of the year. And it's happening April 18th at the Iowa Event Center. In the next week or so, you're going to find information online about that. And you can be able to buy tickets. And uh, if anyone has anything they would like to donate, new items have to be new. People put together baskets and cool stuff like that um, and donate it and then we auction it off and raise a lot of money to help all goes to the animals and yep. helps us to help care for them and if you're interested in coming to the event great it's a lot of fun and also if you're interested in donating an item a new item uh, be sure and reach out and get a hold of us as well yeah it's good fun it's a fantastic night <clears throat> it is very fun it's, am i it's, driving golf carts this year yeah i'm sure you are so <laughs> but it's 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 a celebration of pets yes. i mean it's that's the thing and you're in a at an event with you know a thousand people who love pets and we have pets the therapists group is walking around and yep. with the pets and um and it's just really cool because like i said everything you know we raise the money and it all goes to help um care for the rest of our animals it's a great year. Night. So, so it is it's a lot of fun so hopefully you can join us and we're probably going to be giving away some tickets at some point probably That's not probably not for a couple months but at yeah. some point but april isn't that far away right but don't risk not getting tickets and buy your tickets so, yeah yeah because yeah, they do sell out they we do sell out yes every year so so uh one of the other questions that was submitted was what your thoughts were on these new kind of booties that you put Mm -hmm. on dogs um and i think it's to protect their paws from maybe salt from the winter um and cold and uh, a woman had brought had bought some for her husky her husky doesn't love them and she's wondering if like what how you feel about them and if you feel like um there's a way to get her husky who's a winter dog um used to wearing them or if she should just not put her dog through that stress if the hardest part is do not just put them people i can't watch the videos of dogs you know like funniest home videos where they put them on the dog and the dog's all weirded out yeah because that's actually stress that's yep i find i'm getting cringy thinking about those videos either it stresses me out so yeah if your dog if you and you may if you have don't know this you know it's no one's fault it's just there's a process like anything new whether it be a coat or a jacket or dressing some dogs love it some dogs don't but i figure if we can give a big cat in a zoo you know to come up to the wire and get vaccinated without any stress then we should be able to put booties on a dog how do they do that time training and associating it again like we always say with something positive and fun yep so 
You know, dogs are inquisitive by nature, so you show them the booties, jackpot treats, put them away. Or do that one or, you know, two or three times, but no more. <laughs> so they leave the, with the thought was, can you bring those booties back here? Right. And then I'm going to touch your feet with them. Then we're going to slip it on a little bit, take it off before you get worried and jackpot you again. He's like, bring them back, put them on, you know, do yeah. whatever you want to do. So, and <clears> some <throat> dogs straight away put them on, no problem, but I would still do that even if I thought my dog was going to be okay. Yeah. Still make it positive. We have to take another break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about that kind of desensitization routine. So we'll be back in just a minute. Right now, today's top stories from Des Moines News, Traffic, and Severe Weather Station. News Radio 1040. UHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends. On News Radio 1040, WHO. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Mick and Carol. Smog. Oh, sorry, there was just a face over there. No, you okay? I, I was going to say before break, we were talking about this desensitization. Ugh. You were doing good before the I break. I was. You even made a comment about me using big words. <laughs> Um, but I was going to say yeah. you can also use it for trimming cat's nails. So yes. if, you ma- if you get uh, instructions, you make sure you don't hit the quick, which is the middle part of the nail that yeah. would cause bleeding. Uh, have your veterinarian or some groomer or somebody show you where that's at. But yep. once you get used to that, um, you can use that same technique on cats and getting them used to having their nails trimmed. Exactly. So, And that is just show them the nail trimmer and give them a treat put it away start having the nail trimmer touch their you know paws put it away give them a treat um or give them a treat put it away and then trim one nail you know what i mean slowly 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 and that will work it's a marathon not a sprint that's exactly right yep yep and one thing i i always talk about this is that if you um adopt a kitten or two kittens Mm -hmm. um start touching their paws early um yeah because they will then be used to it by the time they're an adult and it's not such a big deal yeah and people say well it's a lot of hassle and i've got to teach it and you know it's just a cup where they're sitting on your lap just start doing it you know with their feet or touch if you can't touch their feet touch their shoulder and work your way down over time yeah you think you know i keep going back to the zoo references because that's what really changed my world on you know conditioning animals to be what we call husbandry or to have their nails done and you know i see friends of mine with rhinos just come up and they stick their their foot outside the bars on a stool and they file their nails down yeah that's a pretty good yeah and think of yeah it's a little bit of training now but all the years then it's not a hassle right but you know they didn't have that rhino do that in the first day didn't wrestle him to the ground right. holding down right yeah and oh that, no exactly and the whole thing with that wrestling him down which you know i had a friend go you know and i like take my cat and i like physically try to hold it down okay now we've got a bigger problem now yeah. we have to back it way up you can't yes that's a bad association not a good one and that's like putting the booties on where the animal is so uncomfortable yes. that's all they remember of that those things that's right yep yep uh, we have Karen from Oskaloosa on the phone. Let's go to Karen. Karen. Where is Karen? Hmm? There she is. Hi, Karen. Good morning, Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Yes, I have a, a feral cat okay. that goes up in a blue spruce tree that I have beside my house with bird feeders in it. 
and I've got the bird feeders up as high as I can reach, and I've been filling them every day, and I fed the birds for a long time. But this feral cat comes every day like this is his cafeteria. So and the neighbor feeds him. Mm-hmm. The neighbor next door loves cats, and she feeds him, which I'm glad. But I know he's not starving then. Yeah, and uh, I've gone out and taken like a can of tuna and taken it over on another side of the house or another location to entice him over there. But he still comes right back every day, and he's killing my morning doves and the cardinals and the blue jays, and and he climbs clear up to the top of the tree. My house is a two-story house, and the tree is taller than that, and he climbs branches and and reaches for birds all the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'd look at is, I know it may not be what you want to hear, but I'd move your bird feet so he doesn't have the opportunity to climb the tree to get to them. That We're almost providing him a ladder to the feeders, which then, of course, brings them to the birds. Yeah. I don't know whether that's possible or not, but that's what I'd be recommending. Okay, I couldn't. I didn't know if there was something I could put in the tree. I was trying to think of, you know, some. I don't know. The, <laughs> like, uh, is the tree on your property or the city's? Foil pie pans, <laughs> and but that would scare the birds away too. Yes, right. it's on my property. It's yeah. in between the two houses, the one that feeds him, the cat, and yep. <laughs> me. Another another thing you can do is put a collar, what we call, or like a collar around the tree. So you know how dogs have those Elizabeth or the collars on when they're at the vets so right. they can't scratch themselves? So you'd have someone build you a metal almost like or you'd make it out of wire so as he climbs up the tree it comes out about a foot all the way around the tree angled down at about 45 to 60 degrees and that way as he goes to climb the tree he can't get all the way around the wire so he can't climb the tree. And they've got those... Um, if you can find one big enough for the tree would be the yeah. issue, but they do have them that you do for squirrels, keeping squirrels oh, in a bird of course. feeders too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah. So if you could find a big enough one to go around that tree, it's a great idea. Um, if not, somebody could probably look at that and model one after it and make one. The cat wouldn't be able to climb up there. But as mix well, the neighbor feeds him, so I can I can call him away and he'll come. Yeah. because I've had that can of of tuna out there yep. for him. Yep. Yeah, it's but going to be a. Well, he's so hungry, but he comes right back every day. Yeah, it's going to be a management issue more that you know. There's no training will change that he is who he is. You know, cats are predators, um, but we can let the birds live in peace. We can let the cat live in peace. We just have to put a cup a physical barrier there so we can't get up there. Yeah, or as Mick said too, first you can definitely move those bird feeders maybe buy one of what they call those shepherd hooks that yeah. you know stick in the ground and you yep. can hang the bird feeders from that and um mm-hmm. but it's like stopping squirrels. That's right, exactly. So, yep. All right, thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Thank Kat. you. All right, well we have a trivia question this morning too. Oh, yes, yes. we do. So, again, first person who calls in with the correct answer, we're going to send you out a prize. 284-1040 is the number to call, 515-284-1040. So, okay. Mick's got it. Let's got rock and roll. So, as of the 1st of January of this year, there were two more breeds that were recognized by the AK American Kennel Club. So, two more breeds were recognized as being dog breeds in America. Name one of them. Yeah, that's very cool. I didn't know either of these. Ah. I didn't even know it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I try and stay finger on the pulse. 
actually saw it on the news. Yeah. Okay. Well, still two eight four ten forty. So please name one of the. Call. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's all right. One of the two, either one, um, of that was recognised as of the first of January as breeds new breeds in America. Right. So yeah, two eight four ten forty. Yep. So, uh, my speaking of Elizabethan collars, my, yes. my, my little Frenchie, Reese. Oh, I know. My almost had angel. an emotional moment there. Yes, I do for her. Yeah, she uh, has an eye injury. Yep, and she's been—it's hard to keep a dog from digging at their eye because yep. it itches and everything else right now. So ha- she's been having to wear this Elizabethan collar. The cone of shame. The cone of shame. It's very hard when you put it on her. She just looks like you've just taken her spirit out of her. I know the poor thing. <laughs> it's it's awful. But uh, but I have been trying to do this association. Yes. Yeah. So when she gets the cone comes out, she gets cheese. Yep. So she's happy about the cheese. Yeah, and with medical things like that too, sometimes we don't have time to condition yeah yeah um, that's right that collar had to go on like right now yeah, yeah so that's a great thing that you're doing which i knew you would anyway <laughs> I've, but, I've listened to you for so long <laughs> enough i know that one at least you do this it's just different <laughs> different species right but uh yeah so making it i know you don't like this but it's like going to the dentist i remember when i was a kid you used to go to the dentist and they give you a lollipop yeah, afterwards isn't that weird? return business like, yeah exactly <laughs> seriously it's so weird but uh yeah is that cream cheese or normal cheese it's actually just normal cheese, cheese. yeah do you yeah know, or actually you know one of the things we use at the animal rescue league when we've got dogs that you know hot dogs and cheese some of the things aren't working is whipped cream in a can really and it fits right into your Sure. Treat pouch. Yeah. And it's high value, and we use it sparingly, of course. Yeah, of course. But we use it because it's convenient, and then you should see them we, about association. You, they hear the air come out of the can, and they spin around like it's – they know exactly what's going on. She um, – I, I laugh because uh, I clean on the holiday evenings, and yep. staff's off, and there's a volunteer yes. group that goes out and Thank does you. that. Yeah. And um, – I'll get instructions for giving meds, and there'll be like a note. You know, this the, the only way to get the dog to take this pill is to put it in some cheese. Yeah. So, like, we have spray cans of spray cheese. Yep. And, boy, those dogs just eat that. Like, they have no idea there's a pill inside <laughs> yeah. of it. So, so it does work. So, um, okay, well, Chad's on the phone. Let's see if Chad's got the right answer for us this Good morning. morning, Chad. Good morning. How are you? Just fine. Are you relaxing or going to work today? Yeah, on the way to work. On the way to work. So, so what do you think? You got a got a guess for us? Would it be uh, Barbay? It is, and you even pronounced it the the uh, the correct pronunciation. That's what I'm looking for. So, a Barbay is a one barbet. of the two breeds. Very good. Yeah, impressive. I believe it's a believe it's a sporting dog, if I recall. You are doing extremely well there, Chad. You are 100% correct. That's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's been around in uh, France and for years. And just of now years. coming to the U.S.? or Recognized in okay. the U.S., yeah. There's a couple of thousand here. Wow. Nice. And how did you know that, Chad? Did you look it up or did you, you're a bit of a dog breed guy? No, I, I, I looked it up just a minute ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, uh, I think... 
can't remember what the other one was, but uh, the sporting dog. Uh, I'm kind of familiar with the border collies, and yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, no, that's a very interesting looking dog too. Yeah, pretty cool. A lot of grooming though, but other than that, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so Chad, if you stay on the line, we'll get your address and we'll send you out an ARL gift. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, so you much Chad. For thanks for calling in, Chad. Yeah, thanks for listening. I just got a text too on the prior question relating to the bird feeders and the cat yeah. outside. Somebody said that they have an extension pole that they use to hang the feeder high up in the trees, made it out of a window washing pole. So if you want to try ah. to get the feeder higher, I'm not sure it would work in this case because it sounds like that cat's going right up the tree however far, but uh, another great idea to hang him up higher. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a brave cat. Yeah, he is, but, you know, it, it's kind of like we talk about with cats, too. I mean, it part of it is you know it's probably a game it's part of his routine it's part yeah. so we have to switch it up you know we got to move the feeders we've got to put something as a deterrent and then you know hey there's food over here yeah so forget that that's not going to work for me it's too much exactly. work so now yeah. i'm going to come over here so it's like don't bite my fingers here's a ping pong ball right and you talk redirection yes yes so absolutely just so. a different form so a lot of folks have been listening to us for a long time and even though it's all similar you still just got to look at the context and the situation and how can we work with that. And, you know, one of the things that you're not allowed to ask me or my staff aren't allowed to ask me when we're talking about behaviour is how long does it take? Because it takes as long as it takes. That's right. That's right. You know, we're and all different. It's just so interesting. I One of my cats, I have five cats, and one of my cats, my cat named Bella, um, she's 12 now, but I've had her since she was about three weeks old. But she's she's antisocial like you can't mm-hmm. believe i'm sure she's born to from feral parents or feral mom um but she lives up stairs in my den and my closet's off the den and she pretty much lives up there yeah That's, i've never seen her yeah you've never seen her and you've yep. been here 10 years and i've been friends with you for how long and never seen her so yeah. and most of my friends have never seen her yeah. and she doesn't really she loves me that's yep. pretty much the deal so she'll come out for me and she's great about getting her nails trimmed and everything but she, one of my other cats my cat named stitch who was 18 or 19 when we had to unfortunately put him down this summer um total love of my life cat but he was such a good cat he would get along with he was the best cat ever get along with anybody he was piece Mm -hmm. cake the whole deal um he would actually go in the room with bella and bella would tolerate him so they you know so he passed away made sure bella knew he passed away but um since then bella's kind of been breaking the litter box a little bit for defecation and she's just unsure so i have had to pull out my own experiences <laughs> yeah. here to deal with this and been trying some different things and yeah the weird thing is about her i have learned new is i have to leave lights on wow. and she will not break litter box if i have lights on so main light or night light main light Wow. So I have a lamp I turn on yeah. every night for her, and I leave my closet light on for her every night. And I have no problems. Isn't that bizarre? And but, it is. But my point to that is yes. exactly to what you said is it takes as long as it takes because I've been trying to figure this out yep. for like two, three months. I've moved the box. I've got a new box. I've switched stuff, um, the whole deal, um, and finally figured out this light thing. But it's, it takes wow. as long as it takes, and sometimes you have to try more than one 
avenue. Yeah. But you just got to kind of go, okay, I've tried this, I've tried this. Okay, now I'm just going to, you know, see what does what happens with this. So, yeah. yeah. And people say, oh, there's no reason. There's always a reason. Right. That's right. Who would have thought, I don't like the dark right. when I go, need to go potty? Right. And never. It's not a normal thing. It's not. Well, what we consider normal. Right. Right. It's normal for her. It's normal for her. So, yeah. and in my 20 years of doing cat behavior, only one other time I've had that happen, years and years and years ago, and it's kind of what got me thinking about the situation with Bella was, well, you know, I'm going to leave a light on and see what happens. I haven't had one problem since I've wow. left lights on. Um, and like I said, I've only had one other situation that was years and years ago that it was like, let's leave the lights on and see what happens. And that's exactly what worked in that situation also. Wow. And you can theorize and break it down. It's dark. Right. I can't, you know, I'm older. I can't. I'm unsure. Sure. now i don't know what's might be coming in or who knows right but it works yeah and that's that's the part of our think about what we do that's so in, interesting is there's a reason but what is it right and honestly maybe it had nothing to do with stitch whatsoever passing away maybe it was just a the time hit there's a coincidence there's some yeah. correlation i mean it happened after the stitch yeah stitch passed away that i all of a sudden, she wasn't, you know, seeing her buddy, you yeah. know, anymore. Because Stitch would go in and out of the room. So, yeah. but, I always, I always look for a, 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 you know, a trigger or something. Yeah. Because normally that, Me normally too. that's the cue. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to take a break. When we come back. We'll be back to wrap. Forty WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. Finishing up the show. And we had our trivia question of what two latest breeds as of 1st of January added to the American Kennel Club or recognized breeds. And Cocker Spaniel. No. Husky. Beagle. We've already had the answer. The prize has been given away. No, but we didn't mention the second one. one. Right. And if you didn't hear the first one, you'll have to go to our Facebook and find out. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. So join our Facebook page, Aerial Animal Connection Facebook page. Yes. And the other one was Adogu Argentino. Adogu Argentino. Yep. And excuse my pronunciation for anyone out there, but that may be incorrect. <laughs> D-O-G-O Argentino. Okay. Dogo. Yeah. Okay. We were talking because um, we have lots of wonderful animals up for adoption as always and they are regularly updated on our website but i did want to mention about all the old packers have gone home from gone, that we took from, from cricket hollow case. yes right. for those folks that um are up on that story with the cricket hollow zoo that we went and assisted with and that had animals removed from there but all those guys have um finding placement and or with other organizations uh coming up for adoption so just want to let everyone know that they're doing really really well they are absolutely and uh for those of you that might be interested in a rabbit um we do have some rabbits on our website that you can definitely take a look at but also our wonderful rescue partner um the rabbit iowa rabbit rescue um everybody needs a home they're starting to put up some rabbits as well for adoption and we'll be seeing those on our website but you can also reach out to us to um, get a contact information for them and um and see about any of those rabbits as well they they took over 20 so they will have some coming up over the next 
few weeks and months as they get healthy and get up for adoption. Fabulous. You know how, I know we haven't got much time, but we talk about, um, I often get the question about birds and what yes. birds to start with. Right. On our website, under our small animals, we have Rico and Pico. They're bonded um, parallets, or where I come from, budgerigars. So they're actually two beautiful little birds. They are. That are currently up for adoption. And for someone who's looking for something different, Madonna is there. Madonna? Madonna. And Madonna is what? Oh, Madonna. <laughs> Madonna is a bearded dragon. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yes. Approximately two years old. So, yeah. Yeah. We do get You didn't think it was a bearded dragon with that name did you no i didn't i actually thought you were talking about some bird but uh yes no uh that's we do get lots of these interesting uh different species so yep. if you're looking for stuff please check us out first or your local shelter see if they might have yeah uh, something that you're looking for and uh adopt so absolutely um we are running out of time that is for sure you know i heard some people um newscasters the other day i believe it was talking about 2020 and how we should make this a year of kindness and being kind and we should certainly promote that we often say on here in a world where you can be anything please be kind but you do we should do that and we should stop you know stop hating on each other and um start making it a kind kind year so i think that'd be a good call yeah so happy new year and uh, as we always say, also, don't forget, power forward. forward. Have Thanks, a good everyone. Weekend. WHO, Des Moines, an iHeart radio station, and KDRB 100.3 HD2 Des Moines. Available everywhere with the iHeart radio app. Now, number one for podcasting. Right now, today's top stories from Des Moines News, Traffic, and Severe Weather Station. News Radio 1040.